Every leader has a strategy. Executing on that strategy is the challenge. If you want to learn how to effectively achieve what you've set out to accomplish, then this show is for you. Gain keen insights and listen in as leaders share their stories and challenges. Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation welcome you to Leader Dialogue Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leader Dialogue, brought to you by Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation. I'm Duffy Dixon. Let me introduce you to our two exceptional leaders with Soar Vision Group. Ben Sawyer is the Chief Executive Officer with over 30 years of executive leadership experience. Ben launched the SOAR Vision Group to help align people with purpose to achieve exceptional results, and he's had dramatic results. Lisa Council is the Chief Commercial Officer. She comes to SOAR with more than two decades of clinical leadership and clinical informatics experience. She spent 19 years at the McKesson Corporation, leading large teams in clinical consulting, direct sales, and sales support. And I almost left out Jennifer. Don't correct? do that. Don't no, do that. She'll get you. I know. I've been and gone a few shows and this is what happened. <laughs> Jennifer Strands, the chief operating officer, and she joins us. We appreciate it. She's via the phone, so we should explain that. I, she's not sitting here and I ignored her. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Most importantly, let's welcome our guest this week. We have Kay Kendall. She is the CEO of Baldridge Coach. Kay Kendall is not only the CEO, but the principal at Baldridge Coach. It's a consulting firm that has worked with 23 Baldridge Award recipients. 38 top-level state award recipients, and many others. Kay spent more than 20 years as a quality executive leading large-scale change initiatives across diverse industries. She has covered everything. Listen to this. Aerospace, semiconductor automation equipment, computers and storage devices, and pharmaceuticals. She completed a five-year assignment as a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt. We have another guest with us. That is Josh Reset. He is the executive director of corporate development for the Baldridge Foundation. Josh was previously with the March of Dimes, where he helped lead the partnership and fundraising efforts in the Midwest region, specifically helped to oversee local and statewide events, averaging more than a million dollars of development revenue annually. Early in his career, I love this, early in his career, Josh led the USA Elite Sports Network with the promotion of support of youth sports programs across the country. All of that helps now with his role with the Baldridge Foundation. Uh, ben, you're going to explain, we're going to start off on a topic that's called the Quest for Performance Excellent Conference. Yes, so that is coming up. It's an annual conference okay. uh, that is a part of what... Uh, the Baldridge Foundation and the Baldridge Organization out of the National Institute of Standards and Technology uh, kind of co-host. And uh, we are really excited to have Kay and Josh on the on the call. Uh, one thing that you didn't mention that I want to make sure I do mention is that from 2002 to through 2005, Kay served on the panel of judges for the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award after serving as an examiner and senior examiner for the program for six years. She continues to serve as a master examiner. So we have uh, um, sort of Baldridge royalty here on the call today. I was just going to say I saw that in her, and I've never heard of anyone who's a master. Oh, yeah. No, there's, there are a number, but it's okay. it's an exclusive group. Yeah. So, hey, Kay, it, it's a delight to have you on the show. Josh, great to have you on the show. And um, we've got some specific questions for the listeners about Quest and the experience, but maybe we could just start with kind of a general, you know, what is Quest and and why does it exist? Like, what what is the purpose for organizations that might be pursuing a performance pathway, Kay? 
Quest, as you mentioned, is an annual conference, and it's a conference that is is just a spectacular opportunity to rub elbows with Baldrige Award recipients, both the current year recipients as well as previous year recipients. And it's such an amazing event because it's it's almost like a complete immersion into all things Baldrige in three days. And you will get so many insights and, and so many ahas that I can think of no other conference that would provide as much wealth of information and as much opportunities to really ground yourself in Baldrige. So if you're an organization that's on the journey, I would say your very first action item ought to be to get as many of your senior leaders as you can to the Quest Conference. That's great. And for the listeners uh, that are, are listening in for the first time, the Baldridge was named after Malcolm Baldridge, who was the Secretary of Commerce under President Reagan. And just a quick history on that, back in the late 80s, President Reagan uh, was concerned about American exceptionalism and realized there was not really a, a referenceable performance excellence framework for that. So he engaged the top 40 leaders in the United States at the time. Uh, they came to Washington, D.C. He and Malcolm Baldridge worked together to help establish what is now the, the Baldridge Performance Excellence Criteria. And uh, over time, Jennifer, uh, based on some of your research as well, the Baldridge uh, winners uh, have, have been exemplary in their performance compared to their peers. Is that correct? Right. That is correct. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different industries, but when we focus, for instance, on healthcare, you can see one area that's never been... Um, disputed is actually patient satisfaction, which is huge because they do show statistically significant improvements in patient satisfaction compared to non-recipients, non-award recipients, which is significant because it's not only about obviously your customer, your patient, the value you're bringing to them, but also value-based care. It, it comes into play. So I think the thing that's really intriguing about that is it's not just something that's an award that sits on the shelf. It's actually something that truly drives operational value um, and of course, that makes a difference with your employees to be proud of who they're working with. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, Josh, um, you recently joined the Baldridge Foundation. Help the listeners understand what the Baldridge Foundation is and how uh, that organization supports Quest. Great question. So, the Baldridge Foundation is an organization that was established to essentially raise funds to eventually and permanently endow the public private partnership envisioned by Congress. Right. At the Baldridge Foundation, we pride ourselves in being able to work with all facets of the Baldridge enterprise to support the larger Baldridge community. And that's all the way from, you know, the Baldridge Performance Excellence Program to the Alliance for Performance Excellence to, you know, ASQ with the American Society for Quality, who handles the administration of the award program. So as a whole, we are kind of a conduit that sits in the middle and is able to help connect all groups. And, and as it relates to Quest, um, you know, we're excited to be able to support that annual event that Kay summarized so perfectly as such a, a great opportunity for organizations and people to connect with one another. That's awesome. And uh, Soar Vision Group is uh, very uh, pleased and privileged to be a partner of the Baldridge Foundation. We focus in particular on uh, strategy execution and helping to accelerate and sustain the journeys. For those listeners, again, that are new, we have a shared website 
that is www.leaderdialogue.com. Dialogue is D-I-A-L-O-G-U-E, and you can find other radio show podcasts that you can listen to and lots of other information, including the Organizational Hierarchy of Needs, which is a uh, kind of a visual representation of the Baldridge and its seven different uh, category criteria. So, Kay, let's come back to you. You've been attending Quest for quite a while now. So what value do you personally get from it that keeps you coming back? Well, I learn so much every year. Although the framework is essentially the same, each organization has its own story. And they're also generous about sharing their best practices, their lessons learned, what kept them going along the journey. In the diversity of the recipients in terms of sector, industry, size, geography, is just compelling. And one of the other things that I really, really appreciate about Quest is so many of our clients initially say, oh, well, we couldn't do this because we're so unique. Well, every organization is unique that presents at Quest. And the challenge is really to put yourself in some of their shoes and figure out if they can do it, why can't we? Right. What is your strategy for which sessions that you attend when you go to Quest? Well, the schedule is actually brilliant in the way it's designed. Um, You can follow a particular uh, recipient through all of the category sessions as they present, or you can follow a particular category across all the recipients. So, for instance, you might be extremely interested in strategy and strategic planning. So you might attend all of the Category 2 presentations, regardless of who the recipient is that's presenting. I've actually done both, and I found that my, my preference is to take a deeper dive with a particular recipient and see how they've managed that journey across all of the categories. But you really can't go wrong doing either way. Right. So that way you get kind of a comprehensive sense of how they've addressed their performance excellence pathway. For the listeners, Kate, can you just elucidate a minute the seven different categories within the Baldrige? Oh, put me on the spot as a Baldrige geek. Okay. (laughs) Of course. Category one is leadership. Category two is strategy. Category three is customers. Category four is measurement, analysis, and knowledge management. Category five is workforce. Category six is operations. Those are what are known as the process categories. And category seven is all about results. So when you were suggesting to listeners that they could potentially pick up on a category, they could select, for example, one from what you just described and follow that all the way through and learn from a number of different Baldridge winners kind of how they did best on leadership or strategy or customer. Or, or workforce, I think, is one of the ones, if you're going to pick a particular thread, particularly if you're having problems with workforce engagement and, and retention, that might be one that I would definitely do the deep dive in just that category and pick up best practices from all the organizations that present. Yeah, smart idea. I will add, you know, one of the things that I think is quite unique about what you guys are talking about right now, you know, we all love going to conferences, but if you think about it, it's it's not the time away that's a struggle. It's when you go back to work and then you've got your slew of emails and assignments and everything. Um, but what's really nice about Quest is that you, you just mentioned it, Kay, which is around you're actually getting tangible best practices. You're not just going for theory. There's something there that you can see in talking with people. They're genuinely sharing what worked for them. And so you can use that as a model. You can adapt it. But it's something that you're walking away with a tangible takeaway as opposed to just a theory that you don't really know how to apply when you get back to your own world. 
So I totally agree with that. And and one of the things that I've actually found as a challenge is I have so many of those takeaways trying to prioritize which ones I'm going to try to implement or help our clients implement. Yeah, and I, I echo that. Um, there are three of us from uh, Soar Vision Group that go every year, and we love Quest. It's a, it's very insightful. So what do you do? Do you Have you done both? Do you follow a particular recipient, or do you go and follow a topic? Yeah, we've done more what Kay has suggested, which is which is uh, follow a recipient and try to understand across all the different categories how they've uh, approached it. But but I can see what she's talking about with workforce. I think that's a brilliant idea. And if you've got multiple people from your organization attending, you can divide and conquer. Absolutely, oh, sure. good, that's smart. Good point. Mm-hmm. And as you said at the at the beginning of the show, Kay, you would encourage listeners to not just come as a singleton attendee, but bring their rest of their leadership team, whoever can come, right? Well, and for those organizations that are still thinking about Baldridge, but they haven't jumped into Baldridge, what a great way to bring your leaders in and really educate them on the front end versus, you know, all that process re-engineering on the back end once you kind of start the start the journey. That's a great, uh, great point. So, um, Kay, you've been attending Quest for a while. So what are some of the unexpected benefits that you've experience from attending Quest? What I never truly expected to happen for my very first Quest is the networking. Um, The networking with recipients and fellow attendees, it's just energizing to be with like-minded people. And the Baldrige community is the most generous community. People are happy to help others on the journey. And then seeing the Baldrige program staff, many of whom I've known for literally a couple of decades. In fact, the current director, Bob Fangmeyer, was the NIST monitor on the last Baldrige site visit team I led. Oh, really? Yeah, that's really fascinating. It's like seeing family. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does it is have... a very well-networked org- group across the country and across the world, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and back when I was in corporate America, I could send out an email to a half a dozen of my Baldrige examiner colleagues and say, hey, I'm really struggling with putting in a supply chain qualification program. Anybody have one that you're willing to share? And within 30 minutes, I'd have at least three responses. Wow. wow. That's great. Kay, what if you know the organization of the listener really isn't committed to a performance excellence journey? How, how is attending Quest useful to them? Well, I'll be candid. I was never fortunate enough when I worked in corporate America to work for an organization that had any interest in Baldrige. And quite frankly, it broke my heart. (laughs) And so I was always operating what I refer to as stealth Baldrige mode. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always wanted to know what it would look like and feel like. And attending the quest just helped me deepen my knowledge and it made me a better examiner. And therefore I was able to add more value to those applicants by the feedback I was able to provide. And now it certainly made me a better consultant because I have a whole mental Rolodex of ideas and examples I can pull out that I've learned from attending the quest. Yeah, no, that makes good sense. So you, you've kind of touched on this before, but specifically how candid are the award recipients in sharing their stories, their, their best practices, and the lessons they've learned along the way? They're incredibly candid. I remember attending a quest years ago And the CEO got up and talked about the fact that they had won the award on their 14th application. Wow. And there was a collective gasp in the audience. (laughs) And he he admitted that. That's awesome. He not only admitted it, he was proud of it. And somebody finally had the temerity to ask him, 
14 applications. Why did you keep doing this when you weren't winning the award? And he said, because I looked at our business results and we got better every year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, so can you compare and contrast those winners and the tenacity of that one winner with the companies you worked with that didn't want to pursue Baldrige? I, I think, again, it's whether or not you're in it for that Steuben Crystal and bragging rights or whether you're really using it to drive improvement. Now, we've had some clients that have won on their first Baldridge application, but they were already exceptional organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we attended a quest, I believe it was in 2009, and it was the CEO of Atlanticare, and he put up a timeline that was about a 15-year timeline. And he talked about, uh, and, and he described this when we interviewed him for our book, he talked about that they had started out in healthcare as being really compliance-focused. And somewhere midway in that 15-year journey, they started looking at performance excellence. But then they they kept applying and didn't receive the award. And he finally figured out that he was the problem. And he realized that what people had begun saying is this is all about David wanting the award. And he realized his messaging had been all wrong. And so he purposely changed his communication and kept talking about becoming award-worthy, that that was the focus, becoming award-worthy. And the next year was the year they won. Yeah, that's awesome. Kay, what is the sort of average length of the pathway or journey for national award winners? There really isn't one because it all depends on where you start. As I said, we've had clients that we've worked with for multiple years, and we've had clients that have won on their first Baldridge application. So it's kind of like we want to get to New York City. Well, are we starting out in San Francisco or St. Louis? Yeah, there you go. But we always tell our clients that if they're truly in it to become award-worthy, we will help them get there, but we will make no promise as to when. Correct. So, but people shouldn't be put off by the comprehensiveness and or the potential length of the journey. Again, the motivation is the really key factor, which is to become award worthy by, again, demonstrating across all these categories, the top level of performance, which does nothing but help them and their and their customers, right? Right. I'm I'm often reminded of a letter that was written to Dear Abby years ago, and someone wrote in and said, you know, I've always wanted to go to medical school, but this happened, that happened, whatever happened. And now by the time I I did that and I graduated from medical school, I'd be 47 years old. And her very terse response was, and how old will you be? in that same time period if you don't go to medical school. <laughs> That's true. That's so, so true. So if you say the journey's going to take eight years, well, where will your organization be in eight years if you don't take the journey? Yeah, that's exactly Still right. Still eight years from now. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. We've talked previously on this show, Kay, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. One of the things that Baldridge winners uh, have demonstrated is their ability to uh, not just function at the top of their game, but to do it in an agile way. And and I think the reason is because they are competent on all fronts. And so no matter what happens basically in the, the market, they can learn, adjust quickly, and still perform at the highest level. You know, we've heard organizations say the reason we can't afford the Baldridge is that it's too complicated, it takes too much time, and in today's age of consumerism, we just don't have time to do that. You know, we have mm-hmm. competitors coming at us from every angle, and we have to respond on a dime. What are your thoughts about the preparedness that the Baldridge can have for any organization 
that actually can help them improve their competitive performance in today's economy. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I, I think Baldrige is, is absolutely the way to go. And, and part of it is because it's comprehensive. You, you can't move an organization quickly and, and intentionally unless it's aligned. Right. And part of what the Baldrige framework does is it helps you align your organization so that everybody is pointing in the same direction. Everybody knows when we get a direction to say, go right, everybody knows where right is and, and, and how to move there and work collaboratively together. So I, I have my MBA. I've been a Lean Six Sigma master black belt, know a lot of the tools, and I've never seen a framework that is as powerful as the Baldrige Excellence Framework in, in harnessing all of the power, not just of your workforce, but your partners and suppliers and collaborators, and really making sure that you're, you're focused on what matters to your customers. Right. And, and is there really any stone left unturned from a performance excellence standpoint with the Baldrige, or does it comprehensively address virtually I everything? I have not found a, a part that it doesn't address. I've not found anything because when you get back into operations in category six it not only asks you what your key work processes are but what are your key support processes Mm -hmm. so it includes all of those other functions that might be at the back of the house you know do you have use a hospitality analogy but it connects them to the people who are delivering value to the customers so in healthcare, for example it's not just uh looking operationally at how the patients are progressing but also the back office uh, functions that are that are to do with billing and and customer experience on that front, right? Well, and it's it's about connecting people that may not have the clinical degrees and may often in a healthcare hierarchy not be viewed as as important. But I remember prepping a large healthcare system for a site visit and and talking to one of the housekeepers or environmental services workers. And I, I asked her, what do you do that, that contributes to the vision and mission of yeah, this organization? Perfect. And she very clearly talked to me about how she was part of infection control. That's yeah. great. That's, that's how it should be. That reminds me of that story, um, Kay and, and Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard it, but uh, President John F. Kennedy had gone to NASA. He was, he was going to check on the status and was heading down the hallway to the command center and encountered a housekeeper. And so he's... He said, hey, how you doing? Struck up a little conversation. And he said, so what do you do here? And he said, and the housekeeper said, I help put a man on the moon. And Kenny's like, really? Right. And he yeah, said, right. he said, yeah, because I keep the place clean so that the command center can actually do their functions. Yeah, that's a great story. So getting back to the value then of the Baldridge, we, you had just said there's really no stone uh, left unturned. So where else would an organization go if they're a – you know, looking at performance excellence, what are other options that they um, would maybe compare and contrast to, and from your perspective, come away and still look at the Baldridge as the right choice? Are there other, based on your long history of performance excellence experience, are there other things that, that you know, listeners may have looked at? Well, there, there may be, but th- those tend to be more functional in nature. So, for instance, there are some assessments that um, uh, Carnegie Mellon has for software engineering, their institute. So they have a capability and maturity model. That's excellent. This is not to denigrate it at all. But it's looking at software engineering. It's not looking across the enterprise. 
I've seen some others that have a, a lens uh, through lean or through Six Sigma. But again, another piece of the Balder Jackson's framework that I don't think many people understand is there's a set of core principles and values, 12 of those, that are the underpinnings, the foundation that weave across all of the categories. And I, I don't really know of any other assessment model that has taken that thoughtful um, design at their assessment and, and framework. Right. So for instance, visionary leadership, organizational learning and agility, uh, management by fact, management for innovation, those are just a handful. But what I sometimes will do, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I don't know, tricky about this, but I will, I will post those um, core values and concepts on a, on a slide with a room full of senior leaders. And I'll ask them, how would you like to have your organization described in these terms? And they usually are just beaming because, of course, they're all terms that they would love to hear their organization describe. And then I tell them where I got them. And it's not me. I wasn't brilliant to come up with them. They're the core values and concepts of the Baldrige Excellence Framework. Yeah, that's a that's a great exercise. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of time not for this w- show left, <laughs> uh, and and what we do do, uh, and Kay and Josh, if you're able to join us for next week's show, um, what we do do is like to identify some of the key themes that have come out, and then we unpack those in in the the next week's half hour segment. Um, but one of the things that you just brought up that I think listeners are going to be interested in is that intersection between the values and the categories. Right, and how that actually uh, works. Alignment. Alignment. Well, mm-hmm. Yep, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, alignment, <laughs> integration. Yep, perfect. Well, and my, my question right now is for people out there who are listening, who have a business and are interested in this, how, where does the process start? How, what, what could they do? Where do they go to find out more about this? Josh, she's teeing up a softball for you. Go, Josh, go. <laughs> well, mist.gov slash forward slash Baldridge. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> well, and the and, registration and is, for Quest. It, it is it's such a rich source of information, and, and I'll just have to brag about them one more time. There's even, when you go on the, on the landing page, there's right on the left-hand side, there are several things that you can look. And, and the second one down is self-assessing. And the program provides tools for organizations to do a preliminary self-assessment on their own. That's a good place to start. We've been talking about Quest a lot. Obviously, that's another great place. If you just have no idea what's going on, it's a great time to, to slip away and kind of listen in and see what, what it's meant to other organizations. And Josh, those dates are March 24th through the 27th. Do I have that correct? That is correct. Well, thank you so much. So again, for people who are listening, if you want to go to that website, remember that Baldridge is spelled B-A-L-D-R-I-G-E and find out more about that. That's exciting. And these only come up once a year, correct? Correct. How many many people attend normally? Oh, around a thousand. Wow. Okay. And I love that. There is a fall conference, but it's typically a one-day event. So if you can't attend the one in March, I I would say make sure that you check the Balderich website for when they announce when the fall conference will be. And what a chance to talk to award winners. And you said they're very forthcoming. Right. That's amazing. Right. I mean, in this day uh, and oh, age. They, they will stay after the ends of their sessions. You can approach them at lunchtime. I've never seen any of them ever stop and not give time to people that are asking for their advice and their help. 
Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us, and we actually will be joining you again next week. Kay Kendall, the CEO of Baldridge Coach, and Josh Reset, who is the Executive Director of Corporate Development for the Baldridge Foundation. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening in on Leader Dialogue. Remember, we come to you every Friday at 1 o'clock. Uh, you can visit Business Radio X and click on the Gwinnett page. If you can't join us then, no worries. We keep all of our shows. Or better yet, you can visit leaderdialogue.com slash podcast. On behalf of Ben and Lisa, the SOAR Vision Group, and our producer Mike, I'm Duffy Dixon. Join us next time on Leader Dialogue here on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.